The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Well, Premier-elect Jason Kenney and his team will be sworn in on Tuesday. The first sitting of the new legislature will take place the third week of May. Today, as we've heard during the news, he's been given a rally the troop-style speech to his caucus, congratulating them on the campaign and cautioning them about the work that is ahead. It's part of a weekend session that will set out the agenda for the coming ter- uh, for the coming term. And Kenny continued uh, with a the theme from the campaign on jobs, the economy, and the pipeline. You encountered every day at the doors people who personify the human cost of this period of sustained economic decline and stagnation. As I've always said, this whole project was never about politics or power. It must always be about those people. Now, earlier this week, Alberta's 47 legislature newbies gathered under the dome for orientation day. And to find out more about that day and what's ahead for them, we're joined on the phone by the newly minted NDP MLA for Edmonton Highlands, Norwood, Janice Irwin. And- Hi, Janice. Hello, thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us. And in studio, someone who's been there, done, done that, the former Conservative Le- uh, Deputy Premier, uh, Thomas Lukasik. Thomas, nice to see you. Thank you. Good afternoon. You know, it's great to have you both here. Uh, Janice, let's start with you. Tell me about what it was like those first couple of days in there. Yeah, you know, it was uh, definitely a whirlwind. We were, we were kind of affectionately calling it MLA school. Um, but it was it was really helpful, really informative. Uh, two very long days for sure, but um, got got to learn a lot about about what's what's ahead for us. And uh, yeah, we're I'm just really excited about it all. And Thomas, do you remember the first day? I do. It's a great feeling. Uh, everybody's sort of ecstatic, and being an MLA is a really unusual job because there's no school for it. Really, mm-hmm. people come from all different walks of life, and at the end, they give you a phone and a desk and say, "Here, knock yourself out." <laughs> and, and people, and and for the first year, Janice. By the way, congratulations! Uh, you'll be a fine MLA. Thank you, Thomas. For the first year, everybody who couldn't solve their problems for the last 30 years figure, okay, there's a new MLA. Finally, this one will understand me. <laughs> so you end up with a lineup of, at the constituency office of with people that have really genuine problems. But, you know, th- those are problems that they were struggling with for a long, long time, and they suddenly want you to resolve them. And you become sort of like a, a case manager for, for people's really big issues. So, Thomas, when you became uh, MLA way back, it was 2000 or so. It was, it was 2000. It was 19 years ago. (laughs) Right? Think about it. It was 19 years ago. Did they do MLA school then? So the school is uh, put on by the Legislative Assembly Office, so it's Mm -hmm. nonpartisan. And, uh, and it basically teaches you the procedures in the house and what you can and cannot do. And they take you over the standing orders, the, the, the rules of debate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they tell you where to pick up your paycheck and, and what benefits you have and, and what you can and cannot do legally as an MLA. There's, there's a lot to absorb. Janice, um, wonder, I mean, you, you've, your, your background as a teacher, you decided to run. This is, this is fantastic. And, and just by the way, I just want to make sure that Chedville knows that we did reach out to the UCP uh, members as well. But they're in, they're in their big caucus, uh, their, their their big uh, meeting this weekend. So they didn't hear back from them. So anyway, but Janice, what I wanted to to ask you is, what are you most excited about? 
Oh gosh, honestly, I, I think I'm just I'm just most excited about the fact that I get to represent uh, Edmonton Highlands Norwood. It's my home community. I've lived there for many years, and uh, I'm just I'm just honored to have been uh, chosen by by the constituents. So for me, being able to be my local representative is is just a huge honor and responsibility ahead. Now you've been uh, you've been uh, completely open about this, and you said you you know you're the first, uh, or you're the oh, I think the only uh, openly uh, gay member uh, in the legislature, and with that comes some big responsibility, doesn't Janice? Yeah, you know, um, I, I definitely want to point to the trailblazers before me. You know, we had uh, three openly gay L- or openly LGBTQ MLAs. Uh, elected in 2015 mm-hmm. for the first time, um, Ricardo Miranda, Stephanie Cortez Vargas, and uh, Michael Connolly, and so they definitely uh, blazed the trail. And of course, Ricardo was also our first uh, openly gay cabinet minister. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, you're right. It's 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 a huge responsibility for me now being the only openly LGBTQ member. But uh, as I've said, you know, multiple times, I am surrounded by some incredible allies in our uh, NDP caucus. I mean, our premier has been outstanding. And so I'm not, you know, I don't have to shoulder this responsibility alone. Uh, There's going to be a lot of folks who are going to be, uh, are going to continue to be tremendous allies. Thomas, and you are nodding your head as Janice is is talking about uh, that important role that she's going to be taking on here as well. That is an important role. You know, we we made strides in Alberta, particularly over the last four years on on LGBTQ matters. And and those of us who followed this last campaign and those of us who who know the positions that uh, the Premier has been taking, I mean, Premier-elect has Mm -hmm. been taking in in the past in Ottawa, uh, I I think there will be a number of debates relevant to this issue. and, And the first one coming up, will be School Act and GSA. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and looking at the track record of UCP, I think Janice and, and, and the NDP caucus will have a big job ahead of them. Janice, how does it feel going in uh, into that role in, in the opposition role with um, a, a number of other MLAs who have been there, done that? Yeah, you know, it's it's really, actually, you, you noted UCP being in caucus meetings. I'm actually in a caucus meeting as well. I stepped out uh, <laughs> for a few minutes to talk to you and... Uh, and you know we have such just uh, we just uh, you know uh, Rachel just spoke to uh, spoke to the media at the beginning of our caucus meeting and uh, you know looking around the room and just seeing the experience uh, just you know very well seasoned team of MLAs who are going to be a, a strong opposition and you know there's only three of us that are new and so we are going to have some uh, some incredible uh, mentors uh, from which to learn so. I think uh, Speaker Warner during uh, the MLA school, and you would have heard this as well, Thomas, uh, back in the day. Sorry, I don't mean to make it sound that funny. <laughs> uh, but just about balancing personal life and the work schedule. Um, you know, Thomas, you, you've you've lived that and you've seen it. And Janice, you're, you're going into it. And I want to kind of get your perspective on both. And I'll start maybe with you, Thomas, about um, how tough... Uh, that can be well my my beginning was interesting because in 2001 that's after death ad <laughs> uh i was a single dad yeah when, when i was first selected so that was uh, uh, a strain i tell you because mlas this is not a job it's not nine to five mm-hmm. it's almost a lifestyle you you put in really really long hours you'll find that you work often 16 hour days and then on the weekends there are events and functions and then even when you go to safeway to pick up a, a box of milk somebody stops you and wants to talk to you so so it, it's extremely time demanding but but you have to find 
these oases where you can simply just get away from it all because the, the pressure cooker is on and, and and politics is not a pretty business Mm-mm. so there's a lot of stress uh, uh, that's put on and, and you can never make everybody happy there are people who simply just dislike you for what party you belong to yeah. and then you have to find a way to, to balance that but overall I, um, I know Janice will find it in every single MLA will find it that this is one of the best things that you can ever do if you can handle the pressure and if you can manage your time and, and if you have great staff particularly in constituency office and most importantly family if you have family that supports you parents spouses partners so important Janice how are you approaching this one yeah, you know that's wise wise words from uh, from Thomas for sure. I mean, you know, I'm I'm uh, I'm very much you know aware that it's going to be time consuming, and uh, so just I guess having that that acknowledgement of the need for for self care, and as Thomas said, you know, having having family support is is huge as well. And yeah, I mean, I'm already experiencing. You mentioned the Safeway thing. You know, I'm already experiencing folks recognizing me and uh, and you know shouting at me on the streets and that sort of thing. So it's it's definitely a a change but um again i'm just you know i'm I'm just so honored that i that i get to represent my my neighborhood of uh, highlands norwood so i think i'll I'll certainly take it in stride Uh, thomas how do you find that balance i mean you're 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 out at all sorts of different events i mean as you said it's not nine to five as as janice mentioned you're at the grocery store um and people are approaching you you're getting asked and um opinion or want people wanting help from from you from a lot of different things you have all sorts of uh you know balls in the air at, at one time it must it must be overwhelming at times and you must feel at times that you want to help everybody but you're not sure you can and you try you know and, and, and most MLAs uh, do their best but but people people come to MLA's office when they are literally at the end of their rope they tried everything through bureaucracy and other other means and then they come to their MLA and and unfortunately I always wish that they would come in sooner because often they come when it's literally too late to help them uh, but if you have a great constituency office manager a good team you know you 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 stick handle all those mm-hmm. individual files so you will have 50 injured workers with 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 horrible WCB files you will have people getting evicted from apartments people coming getting cut off from social assistance and others and 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 they really need that help so you put in those long hours uh, you work on weekends uh, I always for example had my office open on Saturday because a lot of people can't see you Monday to Friday 9 to 5 because that's when they work um, and and then you attend all those events and and the, the tough part about being MLA is that nobody remembers when you attended an event but they will quickly remind you when you didn't mm-hmm. and the fact is that your invite list is, is so long for every week you have to prioritize and I'm sure Janice and other MLAs will sort of find their their niche, what what events they want to support. But you have to say no to a lot of people. We know that um, you know, politics is a tough business in in this province, and I think um, it has become tougher with with social media, with um, Twitter, with Facebook, all of that, with the comment section on any sort of news outlets and news stories. Um, and you know, 2001, we weren't dealing with with Twitter, uh, Thomas, and that certainly has <laughs> changed. And I think uh, 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 Mr. Warner had um, talked about dealing with social media in a couple of different ways. Janice, what advice did he did he give you all um, during MLA school? Yeah, you know, he d- he definitely brought it up and just to sort of be you know that the line around be careful what you tweet and uh, and you're right. I mean it. It's certainly people talk about uh, politicians requiring a thick skin, and I know I've been in the media a little bit recently, and uh, <laughs> you know, just some, 
so many so many comments about my appearance and whatnot. So I know I just need to need to ignore that and keep uh, focused on on my role as as being the most effective MLA I can for for my constituents and just yeah try not to let any of those such sorts of things uh, distract me from the job at hand. Janice, it drives me nuts. It drives me <laughs> <Don't> nuts. <stop. laughs> it drives me nuts when people comment on the way a politician looks. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, people think that that is free reign to do so. I, I don't understand it. Um, to mm-hmm. me, that is incredibly low-hanging fruit. And, um, and I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's fair at all. Thomas, what do you think? A lot of people pride themselves on sticking it to a politician. It's almost like a little badge of honor that you get, you know, that you belittle the politician. And, and, and it can be hurtful. And, and you do grow a really, really thick skin. But at the end, it gets to you, you know, when people comment about your looks. or uh, it, it, People feel at liberty that they can comment about the car you drive, mm-hmm. the clothes you wear, how much you weigh, um, you know, whether you're straight or gay, as if it was anybody's business. Uh, you know, the only thing you should be judged by is how you perform as a politician. Are you effective or are you not? But that's not the case. You're a public figure. So as a politician, you're, there's, a, there's a factor of celebrity built into it. So everybody you know, wants your time, and, and no, no matter whether you're in or out of the office. Um, but they also feel at liberty to uh, criticize you. The fact is that most people are awesome. Yeah, and those are the ones that never mm-hmm. call you, and they never tweet at you, and and they simply they will only let you know when when they think you did something wrong on a policy, but there is that vocal minority that that feels that somehow they need to uh, comment on everything you do and how you look, and and you just have to you just have to live with it. There's no way of of getting rid of it. I think uh, Janice, one of the advice uh, the advice, and actually uh, Thomas's wife Stacy and I joke about it all the time about don't read the comments, don't read the comments, <laughs> and then you read family. and then you read the comments. Yeah. <laughs> it's like oh, why did I do yeah, that. No, and, and you know what, on the, the latest thing, I, I didn't read the comments, but people kept trying to defend me, and, and, and so they would tag me. Uh. <laughs> Stop tagging me, I don't need to, you know, it, it, was, it, it, it was interesting, though. I got a lot of, you know, various comments about who I look like, and so I got to look, you know, I, I was told I look like Gary Busey and uh. Carrot Top, and so... You know, it, it, it was kind of entertaining. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you, you're, you're handling it with a smile on your face. And, you know, you talk about, about family and your loved ones and how difficult it is on that if, you know, your spouse or your children. And I know, mm-hmm. you know, you certainly, Thomas, um, you can speak straight you know, kids, your wife, all that stuff. Kids, you know, I I had a daughter in junior elementary school and then on to junior high school and, and, you know, there was a situation where, you know, she came home crying because her friend said that the friend's dad thinks your dad is an idiot. Uh, or my mom, uh, who lives in a senior's home, called me up and says, what is it that you're doing? Because my neighbors are really mad at me because of what you're doing. And so it's tough around them because, you know, we as politicians, we picked that. We chose to do that. But our family members not necessarily um, have, uh, you know, consented to all mm-hmm. that. And, and often uh, people will not call the politician, but will go to the spouse or the mm-hmm. child or, the, you know, a relative and, and mm-hmm. express their opinions. And that's simply unfair. Um, but you know what? Uh, at the end, we know all that, and we walked into this. Uh, it's 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 a it's not a job. It's not a career. It's a service, and unfortunately, the service comes with a price. 
but at the end uh, it, it is rewarding it's the best thing that happens and it's too bad it happens so rarely and I encourage every single one of you out there listening right now write your MLA a note when they did something right and I don't care what political party and you know getting I still get them a note once in a while you helped my grandma with something mm-hmm. man that makes you feel so good well I think that's just that just comes down to really any workplace and just being kind human beings mm-hmm. and and that's dropping a note a thank you note or a handwritten uh, card or even an email or pick up the phone and do that I think that's I think that's really important no matter what job you're in sure it is yeah Janice um, have you had the conversation with with your family and in your circle about uh, handling some of this BS yeah you know and honestly I, I'm really am able to just let it uh, sort of uh, not bother me at all but, but Thomas is right I mean when it's <laughs> when it's affecting other people and, and for me I'm obviously a, a woman who's comfortable with my sexuality and so when I see the the transphobic and the homophobic comment comments it's more bothersome to think about you know uh, you know a young person seeing comments like that and yeah. maybe not being able to uh, to 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 just let it uh, sort of roll off of them. So that's what it that's when it bothers me more for sure. But no, my family's been super supportive. In fact, uh, I told both my parents to listen to Chad. So I'm sure they're uh, they're listening right now from various areas across Alberta. So uh, hello, mom. Hello, dad. And uh, yeah, no, it's been really good to have their support. Well, Janice, uh, thank you for taking the time and stepping out of your meeting today. I really appreciate it. And uh, best of luck and congratulations on the lottery win as well. That was yeah. that was a fantastic story. Yeah, thank you. you no, thanks for having me. And thanks, uh, Thomas, for your wise words as well. Well, all the best to you. Try hard and I'm, I know you're going to do well. Thank you, appreciate Janice. It. Big uh, thank you to Janice Irwin, the NDP member-elect for Edmonton Highlands Norwood, joining me uh, and uh, former Deputy Premier Thomas Lukasik in studios. We're just talking, uh, you know, hey, things get down to business uh, on Tuesday. The uh, Premier-elect, uh, Jason Kenney, will be sworn in. Um, the first uh, session of the new legislature will start the third week of May. Uh, what are you looking for, Thomas, before I let you go uh, from both from both sides going into this next session? Well, what I'm looking for right now is the interaction between uh, the new Premier and Prime Minister Trudeau. Mm. Um, I am sensing that Prime Minister Trudeau right now doesn't feel too motivated to make a decision on a pipeline before the next federal election. And, and I can see the political logic of it. Um, so that will be very interesting. And I'm also looking forward to uh, to see what uh, Premier Kenny is going to do with carbon tax, with the Education Act, with GSA. He has a lot of pressure on him. Uh, private and homeschoolers already are, are starting to say pay back. Uh, uh-huh. Is he going to do all that? Uh, I don't think he will be dropping a budget this spring. I think he will wait until uh, this fall. But that will sort of set the tone of what kind of a government. Now, watching Rachel Notley opposition, she was in my opposition. She's <laughs> a very formidable opponent. And now she knows the file. Mm-hmm. And and all the cabinet strength, all the ministers who know the files are in the opposition. It'll be a pretty effective opposition. So, unfortunately, it'll be rambunctious. It'll be very partisan. I would not want to be a speaker in that particular legislature, for sure. Um, but... Um, but I, I have a feeling that uh, Jason Kenney will want to deliver on his platform, and and that will leave Edmonton, a city that is education, healthcare based, uh, in a very peculiar position. We're going to watch and see what happens. Fasten your seatbelts. I think it's going to be an interesting summer, Thomas. Thank you for this. Thank you for having me.